Welcome, welcome, welcome into Tide Talk Live. Stacey Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. And we discuss the current state of the Alabama football program. Of course, they're coming off that disappointing loss to the LSU Tigers this last weekend. Uh, first of all, Jake, how are you doing? Glad, glad to be here with you tonight, talk some Alabama football. And uh, hopefully the chat will be jumping tonight as we uh, as we jump into this discussion. Yeah, man, uh, good to be here. You know, it's finally when a uh, week, not that we can get together and uh, and discuss some things. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. And uh, week's been going good so far. How about your week? Oh, it's good, man. Just uh, just working. You know the drill. Uh, yeah, the same old, same old. Working the nine to five and trying to create a little side hustle. But uh, you know, like we said, that this is a live show, so the chat's open, and we want to hear from everybody as we discuss the. The state of the football program, of course, it's kind of been the topic of discussion around college football uh, ever since uh, Saturday night concluded. And, uh, you know, before we really do that, of course, we, we want to make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up and, uh, you know, share it on different social media apps. If you do not mind, share this link so we can get as many people in here as possible. But uh, and like we said, the chat is open, so uh, we, we want to hear from all of you and i'm actually typing something out in the chat right now so that's why you're uh seeing me do that <laughs> yeah you good but yeah get in the chat we want to hear your thoughts on on the program we want to hear your thoughts in general i mean you know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the football program but uh i mean basketball starting up so if you want to talk about it we can talk about it uh this team you know they had their first game and they look really really good brandon Miller looks like a stud uh, Noah Clowney. So I'm excited about the basketball team. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about them as we wrap this episode up. But you yeah. know, the title of this episode is you know assessing the football program. So we want to try to stay as on topic as we can. Of course, it's going to be driven by what the the listeners and the viewers uh, say. But but Jake, let's just let's just dive right into it. There's no sense in wasting time. Uh, you know, if if you follow what I write over there at Roll Tide Wire. Uh, you'll you'll see that I said that, that obviously the dynasty is not dead. That is an overstatement right. that 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 Paul Feinbaum and and all these national guys say to 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 receive clicks and views and listens. That's not the case. The dynasty is not over, Jake. Nick Saban has not forgotten how to coach. Changes just need to be made. It, oh, to yeah. me, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are your thoughts, just just uh, on the surface, about the current state of the football program? Uh, at the very top is Nick Saban, and, and you know, as long as he's there, I I'm not really worried about it. You know, I, I know that going into the off season, he's going to make the necessary changes needed, uh, and, and he will make the the right changes because he always does. You know, I think uh, our buddy Clint Lamb said that uh, this will be like his third time to uh, to do like a reset, and uh, and each time he's come back and won a national championship. So I, you know, this is this is a, another reset, and this might be his final one, but this one could last four or five, six years for sure. Yeah, th that's a really good way to kind of to kind of summarize it. 
Mm-hmm. And with that, we'll just wrap it up. No, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but no, but you're, you're exactly right, Jake. This is not the first time something like this has happened under Nick Saban. You know, uh, maybe as far as the way the team has looked this year, never really looking like the dominant team that we're used to seeing. And, and that kind of was part of last season, too. Maybe the most dominant performance last year was against Georgia in the SEC championship game. And, you know, they really just clobbered Georgia in that game. And then injuries kind of piled up on them and they couldn't finish the season the way they wanted to. But but this year, Jake, you know, they've they squeaked by Texas. They they take a they squeak by Texas AM. They they lose to AM. I mean they lose to Tennessee. Then they lose to LSU. Um and Jake, what I want to say is it's not about the losses. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose games. That that just happens. Yeah. It's it's the way the team has played, Jake, and and the the lack of uh, execution on the field. It's clear that the the coaching and the, and the play calling is not what it needs to be. And and then Jake the the situational football. Look, Nick Saban and Alabama, they have been so dominant for so long because of situational football. Jake, when the defense needed to stop for the last 15 years, for the most part, they got the stop. Right. Jake, all they needed was one stop after Bryce Young makes that play to Ja'Cory Brooks. Mm-hmm. They just stop, Jake. One stop. One. one stop. And they couldn't do it. Yeah. It's situational football, Jake. They just they don't make the plays that are there when they need to make them. Both offensively and defensively, and and what that tells me, Jake, is is look, there's there's a lot of factors into that. Obviously, Bryce Young being injured this season has played a role in the way the offense has, has performed because it's clear the chemistry is not there. Right. But, but Bill O'Brien, he he has no, he doesn't have a knack for calling plays. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have a feel for the game. We've talked about that multiple times. He has no creativity in in his game planning or his play calling. And it really hinders the album offense. And so I, I think it's it's obvious that it's time to move on from him. And I think that you would probably agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, Bill O'Brien and, and the right system would, would work. It's just just not a good fit. It seems like at Alabama, uh, as a year, you know, the last couple of years have shown. But uh, he is a talented coach. And, and I mean, he's – he did really good at Penn State when he was there as a head coach, uh, and his time as an offense coordinator is everywhere. He's done really well, but it just don't seem like a good fit here. Um, like you said, creativity is not there, um, and and when he just seems like he gets away from the running game way too early in the games. Uh, I think in the LSU game there was two or three series where we went three and out and we passed it every single time. I mean, we Jake, had Jameer Gibbs. Alabama you know. ran the ball seven times in the first half against LSU. Right. Seven. And and I have said this a thousand times. We know Bryce Young is a special player. We know, you know, he is a once-in-a-generational in top quarterback, but you have other weapons as well to help him out. And yeah. and we're just trying to put all in Bryce Young to, to lead us, and it's not – that don't need to be the case, you know. It feels like when when I watch the the, the play offense, it's Bill O'Brien just says, "All right, let's just run play B mm-hmm. and see what Bryce can do." Right. It just yeah. it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's there's just there's no creativity, Jake. It's and and like you mentioned, Bill O'Brien is a good coach. He knows football. Right. He's just not a good fit at Alabama right now. 
He's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and it's really not a knock on him. I'm not knocking the guy because he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? I mean, he know he knows football, Jake. He knows offense. Yeah. But he just doesn't fit well at Alabama and what what Alabama tries to do. And 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 I think it's obvious that 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 Alabama needs to move on from him. I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone after this season. Um, and it's gonna be about what how they finish and and I don't want to go to how they finish before we talk about the defensive side of the ball, Jake, because you've been saying it for, I don't know, three seasons now that that Pete Golden wasn't it. And, you know, I was kind of on the, well, let's give him a chance Mm -hmm. side of things. And, and Jake, he just hadn't got it done either. Mm -hmm. And, And the defense is no better, Jake. It's no better. Right. It's not any better than what it was when he took it over. And and it should be elite this year with Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, DJ Dale, Henry Toa Toa, Jordan Battle, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Eli Ricks. This defense should be elite, and it's not. Brian mm-hmm. Branch, it's not elite. Right. It's good. It's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a good defense. But that's not what it should be. No. And that and and that goes back to coaching. Yes. And and it's just we saw it in the Tennessee game, Jake. The, the game plan was atrocious, and then there was no adjustments. Right. And, and look, Nick Saban's right. All that does fall back on him. Mm-hmm. But you can't hire coordinators, and then not let them coordinate. Right. Then 100%. nobody's gonna. Then nobody's gonna come work for you. Right. So, it, to me, I think I think it's pretty much signed sealed and delivered that that the at the end of this year there's going to be a lot of changes in, uh, in that coaching staff and i'm not just talking about bill o'brien and, and pete golden i think there's going to be other changes as well yeah i think there's going to be a mass exodus of uh, a, a few coaches uh but like you said it all goes back to coaching and you know i i i told told everybody here and i told told you that i was going to give pete golden a chance this year because last year he showed flashes. That defense showed flashes what they could do. You know, the offense struggled against LSU last year at home, and his defense stepped up in a big yeah. way and, yeah. and won that game. They played really well in that SEC championship game and limited into a Georgia attack, especially Russian attack, and they limited 18 points, I believe it was. And, and you know, we, we looked really good <clears> defensively <throat> there. But there's other times it, it looked bad. And one thing that I that just stood out to me, was last Saturday night, LSU, after we come out of, of the timeout on the two-point conversion, we still had 12 men on the field. That that should not be happening when, you're, when your team is well-coached, you know. Yeah. And it just it, – I was like, my gosh, you know. Yeah, it's, so. it's the lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. It's the lack of execution. It's the lack of creativity on offense. It's the lack of – fundamental football on defense and it's just the overall like just the feel of this team jake it's off right yeah it's off i mean i don't know how to put that into words and make it you know articulate it in a way that makes sense to everybody but i think everybody sees it jake this team's just a little off yeah and and it's for a multitude of reasons and and you know coach saban's taking the blame for it and and, and really the truth is that's who it goes on because he's the head coach, Jake. He's the he is the leader of that program and that team. It all falls back on him. Look, 
he swung and missed on Bill O'Brien. He swung and missed on Pete Golden. Now it's time to, to leak your wounds, go back to the drawing board, and hire better coaches next time. Jake, he's had to hire a bazillion coaches since he's been there. I mean, you're going to miss on one or two. Right. And offensively, he has not missed on, on anybody no. besides, no. you know, Bill O'Brien. Uh, you know, and, and – you know, it, it's just the, the the offense looks a lot different because I guess we're used to seeing like Lane Kiffin, co- you know, Lane Kiffin led offense and and a Steve Sarkeesian, all the creativity, all the mismatches that they, but you know, look what 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 Lane Kiffin and and Steve Sarkeesian did better than anybody else, and this is why they're head coaches right now right. At, at big time programs. They took advantage of the the skill set that their offensive players had, mm-hmm. and then they created mismatches against the defense so those players could excel at a high level. Mm-hmm. Jake, when Lane Kiffin had Blake Sims at quarterback and basically Amari Cooper as a wide receiver, what did he do? Yeah. He moved Amari Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper all around that field to get him wide open, and he was open all the daggum time. He was, yeah. He nearly, he nearly won the Heisman. And with Blake, Blake Sims is, was Blake Sims yeah. as his quarterback, and Blake had a great year that yeah. year too because of Lincoln. You know exactly. And then Steve mm-hmm. Sarkeesian, Jake, his ability—I mean, I—it was six or seven times every game a wide receiver was running wide open, mm-hmm. wide open. Yeah, yeah. Because and, of the play, because of the play mm-hmm. design, not just right. because he had elite wide receivers, but because the play design created that opportunity. Mm-hmm. There is no creativity on offense, Jake, and right. and bef- and I hate to keep piling on the guy because, like I said, he's a good coach. He just yes, he doesn't fit at Alabama. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And and I like I want I want the chat to jump in. What, what changes? Know. What changes would would you guys in the chat like to see? Uh, you know, w- within this Alabama football pro- program, is it is it just the coordinators? Is it any position coaches? Just any thoughts or opinions that you might have on, on the football program, we we would love to hear that and discuss that yeah. uh, as we kind of continue. Um, you know, like I said, I don't want to keep piling on Bill O'Brien, but I want to go back to Steve Sarkeesian. And one of the, the highlighted plays I remember at his time was in that championship game against Ohio State. He lined up Devontae Smith in, in the slot and had a linebacker on him. That is a mismatch made in heaven. And look what happened. I mean, it turned into a touchdown because Devontae just went right right up the seam and and blew that linebacker out of the water, you know. So it's just scheming. It's just the game planning. It's just, you know, a new number of reasons that that there needs to be changes made. Yeah. And, and you know, in in all fairness, Jake, I want to say that that I don't think that we have those type of weapons at wide receiver. Right. They're not they're not bad, but they're not Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jared Judy, Amari Cooper. I'm not even sure they're DJ Hall going way, way back. You know Man. what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't think they're just elite guys. Not yet, anyways. Look, the freshman, I'm not gonna say, but but Jacory Brooks needs to be better than what he's been. JoJo Earl is for some reason not even in the game plan. Right. I mean, I, I don't I don't get that. And you know, where's Tyler Harrell? He's healthy now. Why is he not on the field? Mm-hmm. And, and and I hate to question those type things because it is Nick Saban as the head coach. But I mean, what we're doing is not working. Can we try something else? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, mean I, that it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. I know. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's depressing. It's just kind of, I'm just kind of in shock right now how it's been this year. Well, um, and that just, that just goes to show how spoiled we are. Right. Jake, we're sitting here at seven and two, a mm-hmm. chance to win 10 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Go to a new year. If we win out, we go to a new year six game. Mm-hmm. Probably play somebody like Clemson. I mean, we're spoiled. We are. We are. But it's Nick Saban's fault we're spoiled. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I'd say thank you for that, you know. But, you know, it's just uh, just crazy, you know, how – because, you know, we talk about – we'll go about the defense. You know, we talked about in our preview of this season a couple months ago before the season started how we thought this defense was going to get back on that elite level because of the talent on that defense. I mean, Battle is a four-year starter. Uh, Where has he up. been? Where has he been all year? That's a good question. You he know. is MIA. He was a he. He should have left, I think, because he was a, a second-round pick probably last year. Now he may be fourth or fifth the way he's played this year. You know. Well, I, if I'm a if I'm an NFL GM or a scout, look, Jordan Battle's a really good player, Jake. Mm-hmm. But when you play safety, you need to make plays. He doesn't make right. plays. I know. And I'm not trying to pick on the guy. He's a good player and he's a good guy. But Jake, he just does not make plays. I know. Yeah. And I mean, the other safeties like Brian Branch, he's making plays. You know, uh Helens, he he's a, he's making some plays, but he also uh, whiffs a lot. He does. Yeah. But a leader like Battle who's been in that program for a while now, you need him to to be the guy making plays in that backfield and he just hadn't done it. No, yeah. and I thought the way he finished last season, you know, in that SEC championship game, he gets that pick six. He plays mm-hmm. really well. I thought, man, he's going to have a, a, a fantastic senior season. He's going to be kind of the the leader of that defense outside of Will Anderson and Henry, Henry Toa Toa. And, man, I don't – I never hear his name called. I know. I don't – and you don't, you don't see him in the stats sheets much. He may have one, two, three tackles. But, you know, it's just – he's just not making the plays like you said. And and maybe some of that is is scheme from the offense avoiding going to whatever side of the field he's on. I don't know. I I, I don't I don't watch. I, I mean, I watch every game two or three times, but I don't watch you know each individual player you know that that often. I'm, I'm mainly mainly watching how um, <clears throat> you know the offensive line performs, how the defensive line performs. Do we make tackles in open field and, and that type of stuff? But you know, it's just I, I'm. I'm disappointed that battle hadn't been more impactful for, for the Alabama defense. Right. And I want to get your thoughts on something. I have a lot of people uh, at work. We, we talk about it a lot, but you know, some of my uh, coworkers, we, when we talk about the games, they keep bringing up like our, you know, our corners do not look for the ball. And I know Saban has said that I think that he teaches that or something, but I mean, there's a couple of plays this year where if we would just turn back, look for the ball, you know, we probably wouldn't have had some of the, you know, pass interferences. We would have been in a position to make interceptions. So is that because we're in man and maybe we need to go more to zone? Because in zone, you feel like they, they do start watching the quarterback's eyes a little bit better, you know, and a little bit more. But Well, n- nobody gets called for pass interference more than Alabama. So obviously yeah. I, I think what uh, we're doing is not working. Right. And and yeah. I will say this. I think since Travaris Robinson's taken over, you know, this is his first season. I think that it's improved. I, I do think the def- the corners 
more specifically, are better than what we had last year. Yeah. I, I would I would say that even though Jalen Armour Davis and Josh Job are both in the NFL, I think that overall our corners are performing more consistently this season. Yeah, uh, and, I and I think I think I think they're improving as a unit as well. But yeah, yeah, the, the, the fact that they don't look for the football drives me absolutely nuts. I know it. I'm like, come on, guys. You know, you would you would see that ball coming, you know, if you just turn your head around, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't make a play on the ball that you can't see. <laughs> I know. I just don't understand it. But, you know. But but like you said, in, in the past, and I, I think he's kind of slowly changing his his uh, view on this, Saban has said, you know, to play in phase and to play the receiver mm-hmm. and and not really the ball. Uh, but I think he's slowly kind of turning around because I think you're, you're notice if you would pay attention – this year they're, they're looking back for the ball a little more than in previous seasons. They, they are. And, you know, one, one telling sign of that is look what, you know, Trayvon Diggs did, you know, his first year in the NFL. He had like seven interceptions. And he – I think he had maybe two or three at Alabama, you know. So, you know, it's just – it's just different, you know. But maybe it's changing around a little bit. They, they are, you know, getting their head around a little bit more, like you said. You know, this has really felt more like a therapy session than a, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, than you know, kind of assessing the football program. Because the truth is, Jake, neither one of us feel. I, I don't have the doom and gloom. You know, like it's over, right? Do you- no, because I know Nick Saban is going to make the make the changes needed you know, in the off season, because he don't really fire coordinators in the season. I know there was no. one at Lane Kiffin before the championship game, but he don't do it, you know, in season. And I'm glad he don't because it just kind of throws everything out of whack and trying to get a guy to, to start calling plays that probably he's never called plays before and just kind of, kind of throws timing off a little bit. But in the off season, he's going to make the necessary changes and, and he's going to go get the guy he wants at each spot you know that you know whoever's gone offense coordinator defense coordinator you know you know i people want freddie roach going defensive line i just i don't know why i mean he's done really good recruiting um but one of the things about the defensive line is i I said i said it to a couple guys at at work but losing to boyby this year has hurt matters because he he's not you know he's not really a flashy player doesn't have a lot of stats but he's just disruptive and and he was causing havoc on that defensive line and, and he was taking up a lot of double teams which allowed one of the linebackers or another interior guy to get open you know and rush the quarterback so losing him it really kind of hurt defensively uh, on the defensive line yeah i mean there's no question about it and they are releasing the college football playoff rankings. Uh, you have not seen it, have you, Jack? No, I haven't. Where do you think Alabama is? Let's see. LSU was 10, so they're going to be between 10 and 12, I would probably say. They're number nine. Number nine, okay. I'll take that. It's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Tennessee drops to five. Oregon at six, LSU seven, USC eight, Alabama nine, and Clemson ten. Okay. If we had a 12-point, 12-point playoff, we'd still be in it. <laughs> See, 
And and look, <laughs> people were 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 always griping because I was never really a proponent for expanding to twelve because I just think it's kind of silly. I mean, I'm more for it now just because. I mean, it, I knew it was going to happen, so I've just kind of made myself, you know, good with the idea. But right. like, does album? Jake, let's be honest. We both love album more than basically anything. Does album look like a playoff team? No. But Mm -mm. right now they'd be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right now they'd be in. And 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 in a 12 team playoff. And Jake, if there was an 18 playoff and they beat Ole Miss this next week, guess what? They're in. Mm Mm-hmm. The 18. I mean, it's just so that's my whole point. Look, Jake, when I've watched every one of these teams play, and the truth is, outside of Georgia, nobody looks. I mean, even Ohio State, Jake, they look like dog crap against Northwestern, who who's won one game all year. Yeah, they 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 blame the win for that though. But still, you can't the win. you can't blame the win. Yeah, you can't blame the win when, well, uh, when the, Northwestern's the, 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 running did back. The, did the win make Northwestern's running back obviously um, um, you know miraculously better? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. So. Can you not tackle in the win? Yeah, no. You you can still tackle in the win. You know, uh, but. No, I just see. Look, that's the biggest pile of horse crap. I mean, the mm-hmm. wind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> look, I know that's going to affect your passing game, Jake. But Ohio State or to line up and run on Northwestern, like, like crazy. Nick, like Nick Saban famously said, like shit through a tin horn. Yeah, one game. They've only won one game, and that was against Nebraska. That did, that does not look good. The first game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so. I I just yeah you can't use that win as an excuse. Well, I mean it's it's just so what I'm saying is is like the the whole playoff expansion thing. It's going to be fun because it's more college football games. But Jake, it's going to be it's no it's going to be the same four teams. Right. When it's all said and done, it's going to be the same four teams. You might every once in a while you might get a couple upsets and one team that's not supposed to be there gets in there. Maybe, right. yeah. Maybe one every five out of every five years. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And, but see, and honest, go ahead. What I was going to say is, people are always like, "Well, you don't want to, to expand the playoffs because um, it 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 hurts hurts Alabama." What? No. <laughs> this right here proves what I tried to tell everybody all along. No, now you're just giving Alabama a chance to lose a couple of games and still get in. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And what I was going to say is, you know, we've talked about it. We even talked about it last week. This Alabama team has yet to live up to their what their ability, pretty much. And and I mean, what what, ha- time to do it. what happens if the if the the switch gets flipped on Alabama? Just mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's going to, and I'm not going to say it's not. Right. But I mean, I would be a little surprised if, if the, the the switch flipped and this team just all of a sudden against Ole Miss and the rest of this season looked like the Alabama team we thought they were. Right. And it, then you're looking at a team that's – they're scary. They're scary. Very good. They are because they're so talented. They're they're deep everywhere, you know, and if they would – if they get mentally right and, and play up to their ability – 
and, and we did have a 12-team playoff, they would be a dangerous team in that playoff system. That's, that's my whole point. Like, right. because people claim that I didn't want the expansion because it would be bad because it, it would hurt the team I root for. I mean, what are you, what are you smoking? Right. <laughs> all it's yeah. all it's doing is uh, is helping a team like this year's team, who maybe it takes them a long time to figure out who they really are, mm-hmm. before, and and then all of a sudden they turn into, you know, big bad Alabama again. That's right. It just takes <laughs> one game. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it, this team if this team got a shot in the arm against Ole Miss and just looks like who we think they can look like, mm-hmm. then who knows what happens. Right. And of course they that's go. Not, that's not going to matter for this year because the, the, the playoff has not expanded this year. But I, I'm just talking about in the future, that's why I never understood the argument of, well, you're an Alabama fan. That's why you don't want the playoffs expanded. No. Because, like you said, it allows Alabama to lose two games and still get in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with room to spare. Right, exactly. So, and, and you know, if, if this Alabama team plays to their ability – and, and somehow this week, uh, they absolutely destroy Ole Miss. I think they can move up a couple of spots in that ranking. Um, you, we already know that, you know, Michigan and Ohio State still got to play each other. So that's going to knock one out. TCU's got a tough game against Texas this week, and they're still going to probably play somebody else, you know, for their championship. You got your on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> Yeah, if if TCU drops just one game, Jake, they're 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 gonna they're gonna plummet. Right. It's yeah. obvious the committee doesn't have a lot. I mean, I know they're four this week, but Jake, they had to have a bunch of teams losing to move up. And exactly, if TCU yeah. drops a game, if they lose to Texas this week, they're gonna plummet in the rankings. And I I don't remember exactly who's who Georgia has left, but I don't nobody. Think, I don't see, yeah, I don't <laughs> see them losing. Um, Tennessee still has to go to South Carolina. They they should beat them easily, but who knows? And then Tennessee hasn't beat like Vandy in like three years. I know that's got to be in the back of their minds too, you know. Oh, they'll, so, they'll crush Vanderbilt. They should, you know. But, you know, they, there's – I'm not going to say the season's lost. kind of seems that way, but there's – I mean, there's still an outside chance. Well, the only, but, the only know, way they get in, Jake, is if, if LSU loses two games, they lose mm-hmm. the last two SEC games – and Alabama wins out, they get in the SEC championship game, and then they beat Georgia. That's the only way they're getting in. Right. Yeah. But it could happen if this team started playing to their ability. Well, I mean, yeah, but the other, all the other crap has to happen too. LSU's not going to yeah. lose two more games. They're not going to lose no. to A and M and Arkansas. No, that ain't, that ain't happening. I don't see that happening. I, I do want to say, you know, I was, at, I'm actually shocked that. I thought it was going to take Brian Kelly a couple more years just to get his players in, but he, what he's taken what what kind of talent he he's had and and got him playing ball. Yeah, no doubt so, they're 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 a really good team, and and for people who doubted them, I mean they they have talent all over the the board, right. and I think what's made the difference is Jaden Daniels has probably exceeded what they thought he would right. be for, for that team, even what Coach Kelly thought. I mean, because there was a competition really at the beginning of the year still. And mm-hmm. so I, I think the the way that, that Jaden Daniels has performed has really, you know, kind of let the team exceed their expectations, even even for what Brian Kelly probably thought they would be. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, the really the big one blemish is they got absolutely trounced against Tennessee. And then 
they was a field goal away, you know, a position away from beating Florida State. You know, other than that, you know, they've been really, really solid. And, and you know what's – you know, we've went for 30 minutes, Jake, and we, we've kind of talked about all the changes that need to be made at Alabama and how, you know, we're not really satisfied with how the teams perform, Jake. But uh, we're, we're one two-point conversion fail from beating LSU – and we're one made field goal away from beating Tennessee. I mean. And we're four, undefeated. Yeah. Four points is all. Four points. So, w- w- for, for all the other fan bases that, that may be listening or maybe watching or, or, you know, looking from the outside in at this program, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's not over. No. Not, as bad as you want it to be, it's not. You know, so it's, I mean, four points is all. Just four points is all. Is, I mean, as the swing of the, of the season, you know, so. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much. It's it, it's a game of inches and, you know, a couple bounces here, a couple bounces there. Album was undefeated and, you know, everybody's outlook is – and Paul Feinbaum's not on TV saying, Nick Saban's dynasty is over. I can't stand. He's Paul an idiot. Palmer. He is an idiot. Yeah. He says what he is. He says whatever he believes will receive the most views, the most clicks, and the biggest headline. Yep. And saying out the dynasty is over. Everybody's saying it now in the national media, and that's their biggest click. Sorry, you know, I saw something today, and it's kind of true. What the run that Alabama's had has been historical. And even when once Saban leaves, it's going to be kind of a few years. But we was winning national championships long before Nick Saban, and we're going to win national championships long after Nick Saban's gone. I just hate to tell you that, people, but that's that's the way it's going to be. You know that, that that's a fact, and I think that's something that a lot of people haven't thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Saban's not the only coach to win championships at Alabama, right? And he yeah. ain't going to be the last either. No. No, he's not. I mean, I the, like I said, the run has been historical. As I've been, it's been great because I've been able to live through it. But long after Nick Saban's gone, that that next fit is going to is going to happen, and we're going to probably get two or three under that coach as well, whoever that coach may be. You know. Yeah. Well, so. I think my house is getting tore apart right now by my kids, so <laughs> I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Tide Talk Live as we kind of look at the the program. I'll be there in a minute. My son's wanting to play some Madden. So I think I'm going to hop off here and go play some Madden with my son. But if you're not already, hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Give this video a thumbs up. Thank you so much for watching. Jump in. I know that the chat wasn't bumping. I'm I'm surprised. I thought fans would be here all ranting and raving about the program right now. But uh, if you're watching after the live show is complete, jump in the comment section. Let us know your thoughts on the program and in what direction you think they need to be going as far as coaching staff changes or, or whatever it may be. But but thank you so much for watching. For those who did watch, we had several people watching throughout the entire episode. So thanks for watching. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.